0: Once again, welcome to Mets at the Movies, the podcast that talks about movies from celluloid to digital and everything in between. On today's bonus episode, we're going to be talking about my most anticipated films of 2018. Now, unlike a lot of other people doing these, I'm not going to do my list of top 10, top 15, top 5. All I'm going to do is go month by month and I'm going to talk about the films that interest me by month. And I think there's around 30 of them. So there's quite a few films that I'm looking forward to in the next year. And I'm happy to say that in most months, I think maybe minus two or three, there's at least one movie that I'm interested in seeing. And this is before we see all the trailers of movies that we only know the name of, but we don't know what it's about. Any movies that get a lot of hype, any indie movies, any unexpected movies. This is before all of those. These are just based off of either the story, the people involved, or what I already know. And unfortunately, we're going to start in February, because January, there is nothing. January is one of those months that, uh, unfortunately, the movie industry doesn't like too much. Occasionally, you'll get the surprise hit in January, but most of the time... January is just left to its own. So we're going to jump all the way to February. And the first movie in February is Black Panther. Now, I'm a huge MCU fan. I love the Marvel movies. I don't just own the Marvel movies. I own the Phase 1 and Phase 2 box sets that were put out by Disney. Um, The second one was an Amazon.com exclusive, so I had to get that specially shipped to me. But I'm really looking forward to this one because I think the trailers are great. I think the people involved are amazing. I think Chadwick Boseman is like literally, literally right there. I think he's he's on the... I think he's got one foot off the edge of becoming one of the biggest stars in the, in the world right, right now. I know China voted him as the most popular Hollywood star, which is weird because a lot of movies that he's been in don't really... Um, lend well to Chinese audience but I think after this I think he's going to be one of the next blockbuster stars and I'm so happy for him because he's great in everything I've see, seen him the fact that Kendrick Lamar is now doing the soundtrack and that first song oh my god I was listening to that that song on repeat yesterday constantly so it's only giving me more excitement for this movie Next, we're looking at Annihilation, which is the next directed movie by Alex Garland, who also did Ex Machina, which I believe when it came out was my favorite movie of of the year. I think it is one of the best slow sci-fi movies I've seen in years, but the fact that it's slow doesn't mean that it's boring, and this looks to be very similar to that. I'm interested in the story. It looks like this bubble, this field is kind of growing. And it's turning all life into plant life. And it just seems so weird and strange. And the cast, I'm sold right off the bat. And and, and that first trailer for it, sold right off the bat. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's get weird. And that's it for February. So jumping into March... We're talking a wrinkle in time now one of the main reasons why I don't know the backstory of this movie I don't know the history of it I don't know the original book I don't really know anything about this movie except for what I see in the trailers and even when people talk about the trailers nobody's really talking about the original source material which is kind of nice because I'm going into this movie not really knowing anything to expect I know the basic plot but what I like about this is it, it looks beautiful. Ava DuVernay is one of the up-and-coming d- directors. I mean, she's here because of Selma and the 13th. But I think she's going to be one of the biggest st- directors very soon. And I like the cast. It's an interesting cast. It's got some comedic people involved that kind of lean towards more lighthearted roles. It's always nice to see Oprah Winfrey back in films. She always brings her her A game. Sometimes you almost forget that she was an actress first before becoming this media mogul. So it's nice to see her back. And it just looks like a really interesting story, interesting take. The next one is called The Upside. Now, the reason why I'm interested in this is because one, Bryan Cranston, Kevin Hart... I think that is such a unique pairing that I'm really interested in seeing how it plays out. But this is a remake of the French film, The Untouchables. Now, I never seen that one. I was was meant to look for it and try and see it. But I heard that it is great. It is one of the highest grossing French movies of all time with over $400 million grossed on a $10 million budget. Talk about a good return on investment but from all the talk that i've heard about the original the casting putting into this it's it's got me interested in seeing it i want to see a trailer for it it's weird that it comes out in march and we're in january and i haven't seen a trailer for for yet now i don't know if that's limited release or wide release all i have here are just this is when it's scheduled to come out So I'm not 100% sure if I'll be able to see it in March or if this is going to be one of those ones that come later on in the year. But it gets its limited release. But as you've heard from me from other podcasts, I don't believe in limited releases. I believe it's released when it comes to a theater around where I am for the first time. Next is Tomb Raider. I'm a huge video game fan. I watch as many video game movies as I can, whether they're bad or good. More bad than good. Some of them are so bad they're good. I think Mortal Kombat is fantastic and tons of fun to watch. Warcraft feels like two different films. I find the stuff with the orcs in that film to be incredibly well done. Saving grace for it. And tomb raider you know what tomb raider feels like a property that lends itself to be a film more than most video games yeah it's a little over the top but a lot of it is still somewhat grounded in reality i mean some of the stuff that laura croft goes through in these new tomb raider films any normal human being would probably have died a long time ago but i always like to give video game movies a chance because I'm a big video game fan, and I want to see at least one do well. I'm hoping for it. Next in March is Love, Simon. This is kind of an independent coming-of-age tale, which is directed by Greg Berlanti, who is the kingpin of the DC television universe on CW, and he's doing great work over there. I really like the trailer. I got vibes of Perks of Being a Wallflower, Spectacular Now, The Way, Way Back. I got vibes of those films watching it. But what really cemented as a movie that I really want to see is in the trailer, the talking, when somebody talks and does a voiceover and they mention, why is it, why is it so easy for straight people? Like, why is it automatic that sh- straight people is easy to come out? And then they have the scene where young people are coming out to their parents, but they're coming out and saying that they're straight. And the parents then freak out. And I just find that really really funny and really true it's like why like like it shouldn't be as like everything should be that easy so i really liked that 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 scene and it was a really unique scene that you don't see in in other films after that ready player one the 80s are my favorite decade i love watching movies from the 80s, listening to music from, from the 80s, reading news about the 80s, just reading what has happened in the 80s. I love everything about the 80s. I also believe the 80s are are the decade that ruined our society. I think the the 80s are what caused the downfall of our society and what we've become. They're one of the worst for human history yes I'm talking about the 80s including the 20s 30s and 40s when you had the war first world war second world war I'm even talking about those yes but the fact that ready player one is so melded it's so steeped with 80s entertainment nostalgia I could watch those trailers for days and i am also interested in seeing steven spielberg kind of going back and doing a movie about a lot of the things that he was around that he helped create during those times and it just, it just seems fun and interesting then we're going to jump to april april a little bit march was march was a full month march was a big month we had five releases in march good good for march wow And we're going to jump to April, a little lighter. Starts off with The New Mutants, another kind of offshoot in the Fox X-Men universe. At first, I wasn't too sold on it. I thought, uh, X-Men movie, horror movie, uh, I don't know. I, I, I could take it or leave it, no big deal. But then it started sticking around a little bit more. Macy Williams from Game of Game of Thrones. I'm interested to see what else she can do. Anna Taylor-Joy, who is, I would say right now, a princess in the horror genre. She's not a queen of the horror yet, but she's a princess. She's coming up. And listening to people talk about New Mutants and the vibe they get, based off of the original comic book, they say that a lot of it is done right. A lot of it feels like New Mutants. So I'll give it a chance. Superhero film. So great. But it's a superhero superhero film with a different take. And then I also felt, you know what? Logan was a superhero film that went in a different genre. And I really loved it. So I'm going to give this one a chance as well. Then if it actually comes out in April, The God Particle... If that's even what it's called at that point, it's basically the third film in this Cloverfield franchise. I wasn't a huge fan of the original Cloverfield. It got more, it got better as I watched it. Ten Cloverfield Lane, I think, was a great character st- study and a great acting performance for for people. But what I love about this series is just their strange approach to marketing, like or just anything. Like the trailer for Ten Cloverfield Lane, nobody even knew that it was being made, and then a trailer dropped, and then within two months it was going to be released. I loved it. You didn't have you didn't have to wait six months to a year with crazy amount of hype, and then by the time the film comes out, you're exhausted from all the talk and the hype. Nope, it was it was almost right there, and I'm hoping that we get the this as well, and the story from what I hear about it as well. A- astronauts basically create like a hydron. Collider in space, activate it, and the Earth disappears, which sounds really sci-fi and really cool, if that's what they continue to do, because I've also heard that this film is going through a ton, it went through a ton of reshoots, they changed part of the script, there's also rumors going around now that A Quiet Place, with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, is secretly the third Cloverfield movie, which if it is, this marketing team is fantastic. Just the bait and switches that they're able to pull in this type of industry in this type of world, great. If not, cool. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So that was April. Going on to May. May is where we start to get into the blockbusters. Now May starts off with Avengers: Infinity War. Talked about it with Black Panther already i feel like this movie with the way it's being talked about with the way it's been built up you know 10 years of marvel cinematic universe like 17 films this almost feels like it's more than a movie it feels like it's a it's a it's an event it's one of the it's one of the last events that you'll see at the movie theater It feels like it's bigger than the movies itself. And I just can't wait to see it. It looks so good. And that trailer, there's two parts in the trailer that that give me goosebumps. When Josh Brolin is Thanos says, you know, conquering the universe isn't supposed to be fun, but this puts a smile on my face. And then near the start when they're showing the Marvel logo and they have the Avengers theme, but the Avengers theme is slowed down a little bit just to drag it out and make you feel. I love it. I love that music. And it gets me more and more psyched for this. And it gets me more excited for what could possibly happen. Because we have no idea what's going to happen in this. We go a few weeks of just just enjoying Infinity War. And then we get to solo a Star Wars story. Now this one I'm automatically interested in because it's a Star Wars film. I did not want... A solo film. I don't need a solo film. We don't know what the solo film is about. What's kind of, what's weird and kind of funny, and and this ties in a little bit to the God Part particle as well, is the fact that we're we're so close. We're what January, February, March, April, May. We're five months out of a Star Wars film, and we have no trailer. We have no all we have is screenshots from Ron Howard. and in a way, we went through this crazy, like 80 percent reshoot script, getting rid of old directors, bringing in new ones. Like there's so many behind-the-scenes craziness to it that I actually find myself enjoying the fact that when the trailer drops, it's only going to be a few months, and then it's here. We don't have to, ha- we don't have, to have the long, year-long wait. Like we had with the other three Star Wars films. Now, obviously, this Star Wars film is coming six months after the previous one, but I thought we would have seen a Han Solo trailer last year, in October. But the fact that we're waiting until now and when it does drop, as I said, we're only gonna be having to wait a couple months. I think that's great. I love it. So that way I I'm not going into Han Solo overexposed and just way too much. And for me getting too much into Star Wars film could happen. So that's May. Only two movies in May. This is supposed to be the start of the summer season now. Well, April is almost the start. But May, just two. That's it. But then we go into June. And June, we jump up. Got quite a few movies in June. Starting off as Deadpool 2. The next week after Solo. We've got Deadpool 2. The original Deadpool, I mean, everybody loved it. It was one of the funniest movies ever made. Rewire, rewatchability of it is off the charts. It's so funny. The fact that they can make a good superhero movie on a small budget, and then they joke about how they have a small budget in the film. Let's do this. Deadpool 2, I'm ready for you now. Let's go. Following that is Ocean's Eight. I like the cast. I like the trailer. The movie doesn't feel... Like, when you watch the original, well, remaked ones, not the original original from the 60s, but when you watch the later ones with Clooney and Brad Pitt, they have that Steven Soderbergh feel. Like, when you watch a Soderbergh film, you get this sense. Like, like you know it's a Soderbergh film. With this, it doesn't feel like a Soderbergh film, but I'm going to give it a chance because I like the cast. I like these kind of intricate caper movies where you kind of have to guess what's actually going on, and then they show you the real details near the end, and then you kind of have to figure out, okay, how close was I? And I think it looks like fun. It looks enjoyable. I just hope this doesn't go through the same backlash as I don't think it will because the original doesn't have that that much build I just hope this doesn't go go through what the Ghostbusters remake went through please no because I actually liked the Ghostbusters remake I actually enjoyed it a lot after Oceans 8 we go to Incredibles 2 aka the sequel to one of the best superhero movies of all time aka the best Fantastic Four movie of all time yes yes it is disney pixar the world that they created with the first one i don't think you need any more selling on why this movie sounds sounds so interesting and so great and holly hunter talked about it in my favorite movies of 2017 holly hunter let's get more holly hunter following that jurassic world falling fallen kingdom I'm always up for a big dinosaur blockbuster movie. I actually liked Jurassic world a lot. I'm really excited for this, uh, this second one. I think it's going to be just as fun, just as interesting. I do find it weird that they tried so hard in the first one to get off the island. Now they have to go back to the island. It does. I am worried that it's going to have a little too much repetition Because the second ones were, because the other ones were like that. You know, you had Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park, which was great. Then you had Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, which they had to go back, but to a different island. And then you had Jurassic Park 3, and they had to go back to an island. So I'm just worried that it's going to feel repetitive. I'm excited for it, but I'm worried that it's going to feel repetitive then we get to sicario 2 now right off the bat when i heard that they were doing a sequel about benicio focusing more on benicio del toro's character i wasn't totally sold but when i saw the trailer done add it to the list this looks like a perfect sequel to sicario 1 to the first one done by Denis villeneuve villeneuve It looks like it keeps the same tone, keeps it. That's one of the things you have to worry about when you do another movie in the same universe, same franchise, but done by two different people. You have to worry about tones, especially if the first one was really good. You have to worry about, are they going to keep the same tone? And it looks like they do, which I'm happy for. So that was June, a big five films in June. And we hit July right off the bat. Ant-Man and and the Wasp. Look at that. We're already into July, and we've already had three Marvel films. They're not holding back this year. They're going for it. I like the first Ant-Man versus the Wasp, or sorry, first Ant-Man. I'm excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I like that Michelle Pfeiffer is coming in. I think it looks interesting. I mean, we have. I can't even say I think it looks interesting because we haven't seen anything for it it's a Marvel movie I like the first one I'm sold just that easy Alita Battle Angel this was one that I've heard I've heard about them building I've heard that James Cameron wanted to do for a long time and then he ended up giving it to Robert Rodriguez because he was too busy with Avatar but the fact that right off the bat I'm done with questioning James Cameron. I don't any anymore. If James Cameron puts his name to a film, I I I'm putting my money towards it's going to be a huge success. This guy two out of the three highest grossing movies of all time are James Cameron films. Two of the best sequels of all time. Are James Cameron films? Terminator 2 and Aliens. One of the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movies outside of the 80s when he was at his highest. True lies was a James Cameron film. Like I'm done second guessing his work. There are people out, out there that go, I don't know, James Cameron, all this stuff. No, 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 I'm done. He could put his name on a cereal box, and I think it's going to be one of the highest. It's going to be one of the best-selling cereals of all time. I'm done with that, and the fact that he put his name on this as a producer and he and he shepherded this for so long, I was sold right off the bat. And then I saw the trailer, and that trailer seemed to have come and gone really fast. It's still stuck in my mind. I love that tra- trailer. I love the action. I love the look. I love the feel. And just the slow, the slow song sung by Maggie Siff, who was the, one of the women in uh, Sons of Anarchy, which that song I think originally played for. So fun, fun little thing there. But I love the trailer. I love who's behind it. I think Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, he's hit or miss director. But I like his hits. I like his hits a lot. And the fact that James Cameron has actually put his name on this. It's not like he's producing it, but they're not going to say, you know, from the producers of... No, no, no. It's from James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez. James Cameron's name is right there. I'm sold. Let's go. Then you got Mission Impossible 6. I should... I should have a little anger towards this. Because this is the movie that caused that awful awful henry cavill mustache controversy in justice league that looked horrible and it was because of this movie here but damn it when you got a mission impossible with tom cruise let's go action sold he's one of the last true movie stars anything he's in let's go let's watch Especially after the the, the uh, reason one with Rogue Nation, and then before that, gr- Ghost p- Protocol. He's on a bit of a roll with these uh, Mission Impossible films, huh? After that, you get The Predator. A hard R return to the Predator franchise. Directed and written by Shane Black. Who was in the first Predator. So he knows the universe... He knows the universe more than most people because he was he was there when a lot of this was created. So I trust him. He's also written some really interesting and good films. He was in, he he did the first he was part of the first Lethal Weapon movie, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, 2016's The Nice Guys, which is one of the most underrated films I've seen. It was great. So this guy's got a track record that I'm sold. I don't even need to look at the cast. I'm pretty sure the cast has some solid people involved, but I don't need to look at the cast at all to know that Predator, Shane Black, let's go. So that was July. Dropped down to about four. Then we moved to September, which September is usually a rough month. You maybe get one. I mean, this year we had it, but that was about it. (laughs) Uh, but September is usually a rough month. But there are two movies in September that I'm actually interested in seeing. First one is a Robin Hood movie starring Taron Egerton and Jamie Fox. Now, this isn't huge on my list of movies I want to see. But just the fact that it's Robin Hood with these two, Sure. Let's give it a try. I'm down. I'll give it a shot. But then after that, we have one that I uh, I never heard of until I was going through films and I was reading up on this and I was like, this sounds interesting. It's called The House with a Clock in Its Walls. And it's a fantasy horror starring Jack Black, who I think when he does more serious roles... Is under, under appreciated. I think he can do serious roles really well. As I've said before, I think comedic actors can pull off serious roles really well. Kate Blanchett and Kyle McLaughlin. So you put those three actors and it's a fantasy horror? Sure. I need to see a trailer first to, to know if it's going to stay on here or, or a synopsis it's based off of a documentary from a few years ago, but I want to see a trailer first, but all those, all those things combined, why not? Let's see what happens. And that's it for September. Just those two. Then we move to October where it jumps up a bit. Starts off with a star is born directed by Bradley Cooper, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Now, I'm interested in this because this movie has been remade multiple times. It's almost like every new generation gets a version of A Star is Born. It talks a little bit about country music, which usually when I see movies surrounded about the country music industry, I tend to like. Crazy Heart, Country Strong, I tend to enjoy. Nashville just started last night. And uh, those two, I'll give it a try. Let's see what they can do. We'll see what the trailer's like. Let's see what Bradley Cooper's like as a director. And you know what? Let's see what the finished product is. It's been delayed a bunch of times, which is a little scary. But we'll see what happens. Then we got Venom. Superhero movie? Sure. What sells me is Tom Hardy anything tom hardy does i'll watch he's got two shows that recently aired last year and i think the year before as well that i really want to see i forgot the names i know one of them is peaky blinders he did another show but anything tom hardy's in i'll watch i loved Locke a few years ago i wish he was more in dunkirk but you get what you can get And the fact that it's a superhero movie. Like, why not? With Tom Hardy? Let's go. Then we got Goosebumps Horrorland. Now, there's two reasons why I'm interested in this. One is because I read the Goosebumps books when I was a kid. I loved them. And I watched the TV show. So, during my childhood, I was steeped in Goosebumps lore. But I also want to see this because the first one was really good. It seemed like it was a throwaway cash grab on an old property, but it was actually fun, interesting, unique. It was really, really good. And if they could do that again, this, is, this could turn out to be a really good franchise that I want to see more of. Then we've got the Halloween remake. It's been done before. I've seen it before. Am I still interested in this? Yes. The writers behind it are comedic writers, and as I say, when comedic talents jump over to serious, I usually have really good success w- with enjoying their work. So I'm going to try this again. Then we've got the movie Mowgli. It's the Andy Circus directed version. Of the Jungle book. Again, no trailer. Don't know anything about it. All I know is the property. And Andy Serkis is directing it. And I'm sold. And I want to give it a try. Then we've got The Girl in the Spider's Web. Now this is one of the books, the Millennium Series books, which was very... Ser- I don't think this is a continuation. I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to look into it more. But I'm. I, it's tied into The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And this is kind of their reboot of that franchise. And I enjoyed the fur the other one. What I'm interested in seeing about this, this one is the main actress involved is Claire Foy, who's part of the Crown, which she won awards for, and everybody loves the crown. So you know what? Let's give it let's give it a try. Let's see what they can do at the end of October. Again, I want to see a trailer first. Then we get into the busiest month of the year, November. Starts off with X-Men Dark Phoenix. Again, comic book movie, you already know. Then we have the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Now, why I'm I'm interested in this is because I saw the, the trailer for it, and I actually liked the trailer a lot. It kind of had Chronicles of Narnia... Mixed with the good parts of Alice in Wonderland involved. It seems very fantasy. It seems very colorful. It seems very interesting. So I'll give it a try. Then we've got Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Anything in the Harry Potter universe? Let's give it Let's Let's try it. I like the cast. Even though Johnny Depp has been a not-so-good actor recently... I'm st- I still get excited for seeing what he could possibly do. Jude Law is a young Dumbledore. Seems like fun to me. Seems like I'll give it a try. Then we got Widows, which is the next m- movie by Steve McQueen, starring Viola Davis. Now, Steve McQueen always takes his time when making films, when he went from hunger to shame, it was a while. When he went from shame to 12 Years a Slave, it was a while. Twelve Years a Slave came out a few years ago. But anything he does, I'll give it a try. You just have to put his name to it and I'll check I'll check it out. So I'm excited about this. Then we have Creed 2. I think Creed 2 was one of my favorite movies of the year it came out. I was literally sitting on the edge of my seat. During, during scenes. I think the soundtrack was great. The soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. And I say soundtrack because not score. Because it was music made for the film. Not score. Not a score set to the film. And you bring back Michael B. Jordan. You bring back Stallone. Who is now not di- directing it. Good. And I'm interested in it then you've got Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet well, breaks the, Ralph Breaks the Internet Wreck-It Ralph 2 now why I, li- I like this is because one, it's all about video games but I think the first Wreck-It Ralph was one of my favorite movies again of that year it had so many gaming inside jokes that I, it was almost like it was Ready Player One before Ready Player One became a movie There's so many inside jokes. The fact that to get into certain locked areas, they had to use the Konami code, um, characters, jokes about it. Just everything about it was great. And it had real heart to it as well. So I loved the first Wreck-It Ralph, and I'm excited to see the other one. The last movie in November is The Woman of Marwin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly correctly I don't I've never even heard about this movie until I was going through movies released and the only reason why I'm interested in this again I don't even know what it's about but it's directed by Robert Zemeckis who has a solid track record with me it's also starring Steve Carell Leslie Mann Diane Kruger and Janelle Monet. that's a solid cast that's a really solid cast so I'm interested in seeing this because of the cast and the Director, I'm going to wait for a trailer or synopsis. But that gets me a little excited. And then we move into the last month. Now, you probably would have remembered I didn't have anything for August. That's why I skipped August, because there wasn't anything I'm interested in August. So we're going to move to December now, the final month. And there's some movies in here. We've got Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Again, superhero movie, but I liked that trailer. I really liked that trailer. Then it jumps to Mortal Engines. Again, once I read a little bit more, once I see a little bit more, we do have a trailer out for it. It's crazy how two movies so, so, so far in December of this year, we already have tra- trailers out, where I was talking about movies coming out in July and September, and we don't have trailers for it. So it's it's interesting to see like how people decide to market their film but mortal engines just seems like an interesting take and it's also written by Peter Jackson yes he's got a few mishits with the Hobbit series and I don't think it was because I don't think the Hobbit trilogy wasn't bad because of the writing I think part of it was, but I think because of that, because it was stretched too far, they were trying to make one book into three, and it just didn't work. They were stretching themselves too thin. I think if they focused on one book, maybe two, it could have worked a lot better. But when you're going when you're going after that cream, you'll do anything. Cash rules everything around me. So I'm looking forward to this. And the trailer looks unique. It looks like a unique story. Then we go to Aquaman. Now, I liked Justice League. Aquaman, I think, is going to be an interesting film. Because it's going to be the only DC cinematic universe, whatever you want to call, call it, movie this year. Directed by James Wan, who's got a really good track record with Saw, his horror franchises fast and fast and the furious fast and the furious seven specifically and i i'll give it a shot i mean i want to know what the dc does after this i'm more of a dc fan than i am a marvel fan when it comes to the characters i root for dc more than i root for marvel but marvel just makes better films at this time then you got bumblebee the movie now I have a soft spot for the Transformers films, except for this final one, which was just awful. But I grew up watching Transformers. I grew up watching them. I had the toys. I loved Transformers, the movie. Stan Bush's The Touch. We've got the touch. Love that song. And the fact that this is set in the 80s, again, 80s and me. So you got Transformers, my childhood, so you got my childhood in my favorite decade, about one of my favorite properties. Let's go. Then we got Mary Poppins Returns. I'm interested in this film because I like the cast. I like what I'm I like what I'm hearing. I think that the people that they've cast are the correct individuals to do this. And I want to see where it goes because I like the original mary poppins i like saving mr banks so i like this kind of weird universe that is being created with the mary poppins franchise and then finally we have bohemian rhapsody i don't know a lot about his career i mean i i love i like queen but I don't know a whole bunch about what went on behind the scenes with him. I know that he had AIDS. He ended up dying of it. He was one of the first big stars to come out. So I know that stuff. But I'm interested to find out the more behind the scenes, personal stuff of his life. And the guy who's portraying him, Remy Malik, that picture had to be doctored because he looks exactly like him. Like it's, it's crazy how much he looks like him. So those are my most anticipated films of 2018. Those are the films that I'm interested in. Uh, We'll see at the end of the year if any of these make it on my top 10. I'm going to hold on onto this list. And we're going to see if any of them make it as my top 10 of next year. We're going to see if any of them just I end up dropping off the list because I read more about them and I see trailers of them and it looks awful. We'll see if any of them turn out to be awful. And uh, we'll compare it. And we'll see what happens throughout this year. We'll see what movies end up coming on to this that I, I, did, I didn't expect. That's the more interesting part. So, that is it for my most anticipated movies of 2018. Went on a little longer than I expected today. But I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you at the next screening.